All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Pints and Provisions podcast. This is Evan, and I've got Dan Skyped in all the way from beautiful Lombard. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Anytime well, I can spend some time with you on the podcast on a Wednesday night, it's a good halfway point through the week. I like it. And uh, something that yeah, the weekend's coming, you know, the weekend is coming. It's like fireside chats with my spirit animal. <sighs> Absolutely. <laughs> between, between two ferns. <laughs> it, that, that is almost what it's like. So, and then, like, right off the bat, I think we have both showed a little love tonight for the same brewery. Um, this was the first time in Peoria it, it has been available in cans. It's the Old Nation New Orthodox India Pale Ale Series M43 New England IPA, 6.8%, IBU 65. Uh, I like how they kind of describe everything that's in here. There's they, they tell you the malt, which is pills, wheat, and oats, boil hops, calypso, amarillo, citra, dry hops, citra, amarillo, simcoe, um, Obviously, you've had this beer, I've had this beer, but to have it down here in Peoria, and it's like infiltrating all of the great bars here where they have it on tap. Yeah, which is great for you guys. Uh, unfortunate for me, because as we discussed on the Michigan Beer Fest podcast a few weeks ago, it isn't going to be making an appearance in the Chicago land area. It's all outer Chicago. Uh, but as I mentioned to you guys today, I have an old nation guy which is fantastic. And that's how I got my hands on uh, the Mimi, Mimi. Uh, which is, uh, as you mentioned, it's they're, they're very descriptive, which I really like about their beers outside of being fantastic. But Mimi is uh, Maine and Michigan. Uh, this is a collaboration with Old Nation and Foundation Brewing Company, which we've had the opportunity to have a few times. Um, as it says on the can, Haze is good. Uh, Haze is good. Triple IPA, New England Triple IPA. Uh, keep cold, drink fresh. It's malted, malted with pills, wheat, oat, and rice. Oh, so hops that one has rice. This one does not yep. have rice. Yep, and the hops they used Magnum, Citra, Michigan Chinook, and Michigan Crystal. And it says on the side of the can, "Don't freak out. Sediment and what you can do about it." Oh yeah, uh, it has like a little instruction manual. Yep, there's sediment in the bottom of the can. It's okay. Roll the can for even sediment distribution. And I got to tell you, I, I, I mentioned to you guys earlier, I'm, I'm usually not one for triple IPAs because they have that, you know, there's typically that harsh finish at the end. Uh, but this one has uh, a very, very tasty pineapple finish to it. Uh, does not taste like it's 10.08% alcohol Holy. by volume. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. You can't taste it. That's part of part of what they mentioned on Untapped is that they, they say, we challenge you to find 10.08 ABV in this can, and I can't find it. Usually I have a pretty hard time with the triple IPAs yeah. not detecting, you know, all that that heat, that yep. alcohol kind of burn astringent flavor. Yep. Um, and good for this that one, because I've, I've had a hard time finding a triple IPA I've really enjoyed. Yeah, this one, like I said, that like, I'm totally on board with what you're saying there. It's You have that. Triple IPA has that really uh, – it's almost like a, it's it's just a harsh finish, right? You've got that heat at the end, not what you expect from an IPA when you're expecting something smooth, bitter finish, and this this does not have that burn at the end. It is, it's pineapple juice, and you can see, uh, you know, I sent you guys a picture of it, and it'll be on our uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook later, but it's got that nice New England haze look to it, yeah, uh, and just a really fantastic triple IPA. And this one, Mimi, 
you uh, you mentioned kind of a lot of pineapple. I get a ton of like pulpy citrus, like citrus pulp in uh, the flavor of this. You know, not that like zest and pith, but a lot of that pulpy, really sugary citrus, which is wonderful. Yeah, I mean that that, that is an absolute uh, go-to beer of mine, and I'm glad you guys. Uh, I have my guy at Old Nation, you know, my Old Nation guy who who lives in Grand Rapids and is able to get it pretty readily. It brings it down whenever he gets the chance. But now I have three more uh, Old Nation guys who can keep me well fixed and well stocked with M43. So thank you, Old Nation, for uh, for expanding. Oh, yeah. Very appreciative of you. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally on board with that. Well, our agenda tonight is kind of geared at, you mentioned your trip to the, you know, um, Winter Beer Fest that you went to at Grand Rapids, and you can reference episode six for everything about that. But what we have uh, have on the agenda tonight is how to survive those, like what we should do before, what we should do during. Um, so the next day when you're heading home, um, everything feels all right, and you didn't overdo it. Yeah, and I and and the first thing that I would say is you know I've ha- I've had pretty limited. Uh, uh, beer fest experience you know I'm, I'm pretty much like you know my one beer fest a year is to go to the michigan brewers winter fest brewers guild winter fest and the one thing that i would mention is just you know find a way to have a plan yeah um and for for us we've we've had the fortune of uh you know getting the brewery list and the actual beer list uh through an app called beer fest list uh, really great app. I mean, it's really thorough. It's a, it shows you every beer that they have or every brewery they have, every beer offering those breweries will have. Uh, and then you can just go through, give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down on whether or not you want to try it. Yeah. Uh, but what we've done in the past and what I'd recommend for, for anyone who's planning on going to, to an event like this, or, you know, I, I know Evan's going to get into dark Lord day a little later, which is a little bit of a different, uh, a different venue and a different, a different type of festival, but what, have just because it has heavy metal. It's, it's so metal, man. <laughs> it's so metal. So metal. Uh, but, but have a plan, you know, fi- find what you want, what you really want to try and build a plan around that. Uh, because typically you're getting, you know, three to four ounce pours to start the day. They typically get a little heavier as the day goes on as breweries are trying to spend their kegs. Um, but you know, you really want to have what you really want to try get those out of the way, pace yourself. And then, you know, once you have those knocked out, you can just sort of, you know, decide to try what you want to try. Uh, and sometimes that plan gets thrown away as the day goes on, but it always depends on how much fun you're having. Exactly. And then you have more fun as the day goes on, no doubt. Yeah. And I will say that the reason we, that this particular topic sparked our interest was, um, you remember Brian from our episode on charcuterie, who was our you know, in he, he's our resident foodie, so uh, he's going to go out to the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival this June with uh, another kind of uh, uh, beer acquaintance, beer uh, friend of ours. His name's Daniel Spartan. Uh, just refer to him as Spartan. Uh, they're going to head out there, and they were just wondering how do we make the most of our day? How do we survive the day? And I think you'll have. It, it, I think it really depends on what kind of festival. The festival that you went to at the Winter Beer Festival is different than Dark Lord, which I'm sure it's different than Firestone Walker. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I looked into into the Firestone uh, Firestone Walker Fest, and that that's a very different. I mean, that that that's one that I'm going to try to make it out to at some point because that is a showcase of some of the best breweries in the country, but it also has 
some phenomenal restaurants that that bring food as well. So they do a best in you know uh, a best brewery of the day and best restaurant of the day. Where typically uh, you don't have you don't have that offering. So at the at the at the Winter Fest that I went to earlier in the year, I mean your option was to have hot dogs burgers off the grill, turkey legs, things like that, things that they were grilling right there. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing that people will, will do, and I, and I don't know, I think this is sort of a, a, a festival type of thing is the pretzel necklaces, which you see people, <laughs> you know, what you see people, you know, and those have morphed into, uh, I mean, I, I got a picture last year, uh, with a couple guys from Chicago. Uh, I mean, they were your classic, uh, Saturday Night Live, Chicago Bears, super fans, uh, you know. Did they have like yeah. sausage necklaces? Uh, it, yes. Uh, it That's was what sausages, you were getting at. Sausages, chicken wings, pork chops. Uh, people had pizza around their neck. I mean, these things are elaborate. Like, I, I mean, you know, we took a bag of pretzels in in our backpack, but these guys were walking around. And I'm like, this is for real. I mean, these guys are... Is this is is, this is, is, is is that more embarrassing than uh, you know wearing the name of the brewery shirt to the brewery that you're going to kind of thing? You know, I I don't think so. I think those guys were like the talk of the fest. Well, you know, you you're like probably see right. those guys and you're like, well, you know, at eleven o'clock when you line up, you're like, man, what are these guys thinking? And then by three o'clock, you're like, man, I could go for some chicken wings. <laughs> And that guy just so happens to have some laced around his necklace. Yeah, I wonder what kind of beer I can give this guy to to give myself a chicken wing. I mean, he's got beer galore. That's one thing he doesn't need. Well, maybe maybe uh, maybe Brian and Spartan need to make a a nice charcuterie necklace. They can put some cured meats and 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 some aged cheeses. They probably can't use the soft cheeses, but maybe some. You know, more hard cheeses like uh, machengo or Parmesan Reggiano. Yeah, somebody, but then somebody comes over and grabs a cut of meat from him. He's like, "You just grabbed thirty dollars worth of meat off of my necklace, man. What are you thinking?" Yeah, that's La Quercia. That's from yeah. you know Iowa. Don't mess with that stuff. Yeah, don't mess with it. Well, I don't think they'll have to worry. It sounds like at that kind of festival because they'll have plenty of amazing food. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be, it'll be, it'll be awesome. And, and the brewery lineup that we saw. I know you're gonna mention this a little bit, but. Uh, you know, you see people, you see three Floyds out there, you see uh, Bear Republic. I mean, they're, they're, they're all over the place. I mean, you got Midwest, California. Uh, I mean, it's, you see breweries from all over the country there. So it's, it's going to be a phenomenal event for Brian, that's for sure. Yeah. And when I looked at uh, the list, you know, just kind of like, you know, you look at the list for like Bonnaroo or something, it's like a million bands long. You just kind of what catches your eye? Um, I look, I saw Boneyard, Fontaflora, which has some amazing, you know, sours and fruited sours. Jester King's going to be there. Monkish is going to be there. Omnipoyo. I saw that uh, Revolution's going to be there. So, uh, yeah, I saw. I think I think I saw in 2017. Side Project was there. Yeah, they're going to be there this uh, and year. And in and in 2016, the brewery of the day was Side Project, and their their one of their offerings was apple brandy derivation. Uh oh, <laughs> I mean, imagine that. I mean, imagine that. That's a beer that you. I know you and Ryan are going to crack at some point, but it's like that's a beer that's in, impossibly hard to acquire. Uh, but you, you show up at the event and you get a pour of something that's just in, insanely good. Yeah, and you're, it's just because you're there. I mean, I'm sure that that's going to be one where 
it'll be a timed release likely you know they'll say hey we're going to tap apple brandy derivation at two o'clock and you'll have people wait in line for an hour if if the keg lasts that long i want to go to Corey king's like secret cellar oh my goodness because <laughs> i know you said your favorite I mean, beer ever was derivation number four. Oh man yeah i mean and that was thanks to our buddy jason scriver who just decided to open it one night because he was looking forward to drinking it and it was, I mean, no words. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes no you don't have words for things like that. Just, just unbelievable. I mean, I'm, I may not try a better beer. I mean, I don't know. Um, just a couple of the other ones. I know that Revolution's going to be there. We mentioned the, uh, it's the Deef series. Um, that obviously was one of the big hits this year. Was their ability to rival, if not better. You know what Bourbon County Brand Stout was doing with theirs, and uh, interestingly, last night I had the um, the barrel aged barley wine, which is is it called the Sidekick Sidekicker Straight Jacket Straight Jacket Straight Jacket Yeah. And yeah. again, I've continued to find myself actually liking um, barley wines, and that was a pretty good one. Uh, Sante Adarius Rustic Ales will be there. The Rare Barrel. Uh, Weldworks. So those are kind of a, that's kind of a long but short list of places that you mentioned. You want to hit those places early. You want to get your good stuff early because your palate's going to start to get wrecked. Yeah. And, and just as, as a quick aside, uh, you mentioned uh, Revolution and their, their sort of emergence into the barrel aged um, sphere. There was an article that was, that really was released by the Tribune that compared Bourbon County Stout and uh, Revolution's Barrel Age series, and I, I read it prior to have to, to having tried all of the series, uh, and I was like, "This is just complete nonsense." I, I mean, I, it's what a homer thing to do with you know both both breweries are in Chicago, but I mean, they all rival the best of Bourbon County this year, in my opinion. I mean, very the, you know, Visad, very special Old Death, which is yeah. their which is their um, double barrel. Yeah, D, you know. Uh, it's Deep like Star, it Star, but it's two year. It's barrel aged for two years, and it's just like, I mean, I had it, and I'm like, whoa. And it's like a, it's a 12 ounce can, right? You expect like this elaborate bottle, like Bourbon no. County does, but comes in a 12 ounce can, and it was lights out. Yeah, Deep Star was, I thought, more drinkable than Bourbon County Brand Stout. Yep. I mean, it's just yep. more drinkable. Yeah, I mean, I it's really appreciated. And you can drink it by yourself. You can drink yeah. a twelve ounce can by yourself, a sixteen ounce bottle of a uh, sixteen point nine ounce bottle of Bourbon County. You're like, okay, a bit much on my own, but I'll share it with someone. But then you need to share something else. But Deep Star is lights out, as you mentioned. So sorry, sorry for the uh, you know the, the side. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. Sidebar there, but um, you know, one of the things ahead of time of I think any festival, any uh, um, beer day, beer festival, beer celebration that you should do is uh, remember it's always important to start hydrating early and often. And that means a couple days ahead of time. So making sure you are drinking plenty of liquids and water, not obviously drinking, you know, very much beer because you know what, you're going to get plenty of opportunity yep. on the day of your festival to drink plenty of beer. So, you know, taking three or four or five days off and just hydrating like 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 crazy like you can't even go to the you know make 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 yourself go to the bathroom almost all day long and then you know you're hydrating enough that way 
you're just kind of ready to go when it comes to uh, your festival day. Well, and you see these guys, you see these people waiting in line. Um, and again, Dark Lord Day is different. I know we're, you're going to talk about that a bit. Uh, but when you're going to a specific beer fest that's going to be showcasing 50 breweries like uh, the Firestone uh, Fest will be doing, you'll have people waiting in line and drinking. And it's just like, first of all, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, like, what's the rush? You know, you have, you're, you're, you're there to try really good beers. You're there to, uh, to get an experience unlike you've had in the past. And here you are wasting your, uh, <laughs> your BAC as you, you know, it's like, what's and the point? Your you know? Yeah. Your I mean, you're, you're ruining yourself. So, and, and and to that point, it's like if you have, I mean, if you're if you're planning on spending a, a good deal of time there, you're going to get plenty. Oh, there's, yeah. There's, there's no point. I mean, you, you can go, you can literally walk. I mean, these breweries will be stacked on top of each other. I mean, there you'll be, you can reach another brewery from the, the one you're standing in line at. Yeah. So it's like if, you, if you're going there to drink a lot, it's like just go one to the next. But if you're going there with a plan, it's like I'm going to have plenty of beer. It's going to be good and I'm going to enjoy myself. Right. And, you know, your festival that you went to is, you know, we'll talk about the differences because you're kind of visiting many different breweries with the intent of, hey, I want to go check out Old Nation's Tart Strawberry. I want to go yep. check out yep. um, Drafting Tables, whatever they have available. And Dark Lord Day is a completely different day. It's like you're there, you're there to pick up your bottles, which you're not going to open. Likely. Maybe. Likely. Yeah, likely. Um, because they're going to they're gonna throw those things on draft at random times, at random drafting stations during Dark Lord Day. So you just kind of have to really pace yourself because you don't want to cut out early because a lot of times, like at Dark Lord Day, some of the best stuff, like they may throw up this year's or last year's marshmallow hanji, and they may just have like a sixth of it or just something really small. And you kind of follow them on Twitter and all of a sudden, you know, three Floyds on Twitter be like, you know, station number six, we have uh, 2016 Hanji. And it's like, sometimes you can even just feel the rush of people go over there yeah. and you may get it and you may not get it. And so yeah, and, it's sort of just, about the hunt. Yeah. And just imagine, imagine yourself uh, at that event and having not paced yourself to where right. you're like, wow, I'm tasting marshmallow Hanji and I'm I'm not getting everything that I could be getting from it because I burned myself been, out on I, uh, I've, 2017 Hunapu. Yeah, I've been sprinting all day. You know, it's yeah. just like pace yourself. You're going to get plenty of opportunities, and you know, at, at you know Dark Lord Day, I think is a little tougher, as you mentioned, because there are just people there. Uh, you know, you're allowed to bring your own bottles in, and you're sharing like crazy. I mean, you'll just have somebody throw a glass in your face, and they'll just pour you know pour beer in your in your glass. Yeah, and uh, random people walking by are willing to share whatever they have, and we did the same thing. It's like, you know, hey, we've got a, we've got a huge thing here. Or, you know, we got a bunch. I got a growler of, um, you know, Hill Farmstead Double Citra, but I just kind of need a taste because I need to recalibrate my palate. Yeah, yeah. And you know, would you would you like to take a taste of this? And people are like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Sure, man. It's just For a very sure. sharing sharing atmosphere. Yeah. And, and, you know, so to that point, it's like, 
manage your own expectations when you go to these places. You know, you, you may not get to try the, the, you may not be in line in time and you may not hear about a release that's happening when it happens, right? At least time. Um, unless, unless you're there with Ryan. Which he'll know. Cause he knows. I he just knows. follow it. He, he just tells me where to go. Yeah. You're just like, you have like one of those little, uh, those little wristband, uh, uh, leashes that you just follow around with him. He just, he just drags you around by the arm. He just drags me. Um, yep. But yeah, you have to go to these things and, and know that like, even if you don't get to try the, the, the best beer there, uh, okay. you're still going to have, you're going to be fine. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be, uh, an experience. It's going to be time away. It's going to be, uh, you know, go have fun, enjoy it and drink some good beers and, you know, don't be disappointed. If you're disappointed, you mismanage your own expectations. Hey, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, the other thing to remember on these, and especially with Dark Lord Day, and I'm sure with, you know, like your winter beer fest, is don't go crazy the night before. Um, yep. You're going to meet up with your friends, the people that you're going with, maybe people you haven't seen in a while, and you're going to have this like mini bottle share that you don't want to turn into a mega bottle share. Yep. Well, and that's becoming increasingly uh, easier as you, as the years have gone on for me and for you, I imagine in particular is like, I mean, you know, I have, uh, uh, you know, my son will be a year old in about a week. Sup, Dax. So it's like, yeah, he's asleep upstairs. So uh, be quiet. Um, but it's like, <laughs> you know, you, 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 I mean, I found myself in bed Friday before the fest and it was like 10 o'clock and I'm like, man, I'm going to sleep for 10 straight hours. It's going to be great. And I woke up Saturday and had a great time, you know, yeah. but you wake up and you know, you see some of these people and you hear these stories about guys that are like, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to bed until four 30 or five in the morning. And then they're waking up at 10 and it's like, you're just, you just cannot be having the time that you wanted to have. No, no, you really have to like watch what you do the night before because the next day is going to be that much better. If you missed your opportunity to have 2000, you know, 16, you know, chem, no, no, 2017, like chemtrail mix. Yep. I'm sure someone will have it the next day or maybe there's going to be something better. So just watch what you do on Friday night. Get, get a, get a good night's sleep. Try to get a little, uh, uh good food in you. Make sure you drink lots of water and make sure you're ready to go the next day. Yeah, just have some sort of a plan going into it. And that's, I mean, that's, that's my really, that's my one takeaway, my one recommendation, you know, to get back to, you know, to Brian's question is have a plan and pace yourself. Try to stick to your plan as close as possible uh, until you feel like you've accomplished what you want to accomplish and then just, you know, have fun, you know, but don't don't find yourself uh, regretting having been there. Yeah. Cause especially you head out to like California, you know, you're out in Cali, you're like, Oh man, this is great. I'm going to go to this place the night before. Just watch yourself. Yeah. And you're paying $400 a night for a hotel room that you don't end up sleeping in. And it's just, yeah. just, just pace yourself. And so the next day, get up, get yourself a nice, you know, cup of coffee. Don't burn your tongue. You know, don't smoke a cigarette. <laughs> don't don't use don't, your don't uh, wear don't too much cologne. Fragrant, don't use your fragrant body wash. Yeah, Just. yeah. Put on your beer T-shirt, pack up your beer, and uh, head to the festival. 
Don't one... don't don't cook onions in your omelet. I mean, just <laughs> no garlic, um, no onions, no yeah, no no spices. Hot sauce. Just, yeah, just you know, clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing about Dark Lord Day, and I you know wasn't I didn't know what this was going to be like, and Ryan gave me a pretty good idea because he had been before was the situation throughout the day with water. So specifically at Dark Lord Day, they will have, I think it was like the city of Muncie, um, Munster, Munster um, had like their humane society comes out there during the day and has just like vats of, uh, I'm sorry, not vats, but like those hog troughs full of like iced water you know, water bottles. And all you had to do is sort of give them a little bit of a donation and they give you water. Yeah, donate, bottle. A, donate a couple bucks. Yeah. So, you know, bring yourself, bring, bring a handful of like dollars and fives because like once in a while I would just head over there. I'd give them like 10 bucks and take like seven or eight bottles back for everybody that we were kind of sharing with. And we never went, we never went without water at dark learning. Never. Well, and it's important too, uh, for two reasons, especially, you know, for, you want to stay hydrated, absolutely, but you want to have water available too, to be able to rinse out your glass. It's uh, very so that's important. another thing too. No cross-contamination. You don't want to cross-contaminate and, and, you know, it's a little different. I think at Dark Lord, you can, you know, I've never had the opportunity to go. It just hasn't lined up with the schedule properly, but, um, you know, do they give you a glass or how does that work? Do they give you a, or no. do you have to have your own? So you have to I have mean, something of your own. You're allowed to bring in your own glass. If you went and bought a beer at any of the beer stations, you're going to get a plastic glass. But for those that must have a glass glass, you have to bring your own and they're cool with that. Yeah, you need to have a, a glass snifter to enjoy the beer properly and then you lose it or break it. And Yeah, yeah so I, yeah, yeah, that's another thing is like if you if you go to one of these and they allow that, bring something you're willing to part with just in case it happens. Yeah. So that's what I did. I took a little sniffer. I would be okay if it broke. I dropped it. Um, it didn't happen, thankfully. But you know, bring something that you're willing to part with. Yeah, and so and so, mo you know, most most of these uh, these fests that aren't bottle release fests like Dark Lord would be, uh, will have a plastic glass where they'll say, you know, this is the one that you get. Not not that you can't get it replaced, but like they give you like, you know, you get your tokens that that buys you your beer, quote unquote. Um, but you want to have, you know, you want to have water to, you know, swish it around. Uh, you certainly don't want to waste it. So you need to drink the water with the remnants of your beer in there, obviously. Help hydrate, but also as not to waste. Yeah. Uh, but you, you do want to hydrate, but you also want to rinse out your glass. If you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Buffalo, the industrial powerhouse of the early 20th century. The grain elevators now stand silent on the shores of the Great Lakes, casting their shadow on the City of Light. A city known for blizzards, chicken wings, and Super Bowl losses where even the natural magnificence of Niagara Falls can't help but magnify the rusted-out shell of a once-great city. Not anymore. Buffalo is a city on the rise again, 
New industry, green spaces, waterfront development, and the revival of Buffalo's proud brewing past are building the new Buffalo. With over 25 local breweries open in the last decade, Buffalo has an amazing brewing community. Join me as I talk to local brewers about making great beer. Sometimes we talk about the 716, and sometimes we talk shop to help you brew better. Find us at WNY.beer or on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at WNY Brews. All right, well, it's good to hear uh, a little bit of information about some of the other podcasts that uh, the Hopped Up Network is all about, so go check it out. Uh, we do have uh, a lot of interesting, diverse podcasts that all kind of focus on beer but have their own little thing in it. So, um, Now, it's getting towards the end of Dark Lord Day. It's getting towards the end of Winter Beer Fest. And uh, what about having that extra beer, that next beer? What do you think? Is that a good idea? Uh No. Uh, absolutely not. I mean, we've chatted about it a little bit, but you know, when it's time to be done, it's time to be done. And neither of the events, no, no event is a sprint. Uh, it's one where you should pace yourself and enjoy yourself. And when you know it's time to be done, it's time to be done. Just like anytime you're, anytime you're out, anytime you're with friends, uh, know when to cut yourself off. Yeah. And it's especially especially events like that because you're around a lot of people. Oh yeah, and there's going to be some people who may um, may be good marathoners, and yep. there's some people that definitely need to shut it down. Yeah, and it's going to be that guy, that friend of yours, that just think he thinks he has one 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 more in you, one more in him, and then then uh, it's time to go. I always uh, I had a friend um, once who called this the come home beer. You know, like when uh, when you're out. And uh, it's time to go home and you get home and it's like, I should just hit the hay. But you yeah, kind of have that. Yeah. He says the come home beer. It's never a good idea. Nope. Nope. It's always the one you regret. Yeah. So, you know, that'll kind of, I think, give a rough idea of how best to survive these um, big festivals. So whether it's the Firestone Walker, whether you're going to Dark Lord Day this year, uh, I know that, you know, all the big, you know, St. Uh, Pete. And um, uh, the Florida, you know, stuff had just been going on, like Wake Fest and um, all those festivals. You know, it, it, it's a good time of year. The weather seems good, but um, just kind of follow these simple rules to have the best time. Yeah. Well, very few rules. Very few rules, but enjoy yourself and uh, just have fun. And we always talked about how you know, if you didn't have fun, it's usually going to be your own fault. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you. Uh, stayed out too late, whether the night before, whether it's you had that one extra that you shouldn't have, um, complaining about the weather, all that kind of stuff, you know, be prepared and uh, know that it's all on you. Yep. Well, Brian and uh, Spartan also want to know, because I suppose since they're going out to California, what's the perfect, you know, beach beer, uh, lake beer? So I know if we asked uh, Mark right now, he would say anything that he took down with him to Florida. But, well, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I know, I know he took a lot with him, but he appears to be drinking uh, a decent amount of locals as well. That's so, true. Yeah, he I is. think he's got some help. He's on. He's he's down there with with a, a decent amount of friends, um, but he is he is finding himself out shopping quite a bit. It appears. Yeah. So, what would be your perfect or at least style of Laker Beach beer? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I I think I'm an IPA. Um, uh, sitting on the beach, drinking an IPA is like the perfect, uh, combination for me. Give me a book, an IPA, sand and water, and I'm good. 
Yeah, and, and sometimes it might be good to, I think, you know, some of those session IPAs um, are always a good idea too, because if you're going to be out in the sun and if you might be, you know, drinking more than a couple, it might be good to just temper that expectation of the, uh, or temper the, temper the beer a little bit and go with like a session. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of, speaking of session, as we've talked about, uh, Firestone Walker, they have one of my favorite sessions, actually the easy Jack. Yeah. Um, really quality, low ABV, uh, good citrusy, you know, just a really, really good beer for me, for me, for me, what makes the, uh, the beach pool beer the best is just the citrusy flavor of the IPA for me. So give me the, it doesn't have to be a fruited IPA necessarily, but give me some of those citrusy notes. And I mean, that's the, you know, they say you have one beer to drink on a desert Island. What is it for me? It's going to be an IPA. Yeah. That's just, that's my go-to. Yeah. I always kind of like, you're not drinking a barrel aged stout on an Island or on the beach. (laughs) Hey, you might have some, you know, coconuts. You can, you can do your French press with some fresh coconuts too. Yeah. But you can do that in an IPA. You can put that in an IPA (laughs) too. Yeah, that's true. Um, I probably would go for something even a little bit lighter and a little bit more crisp, you know, like a, uh, some sort of lager, whether it's a Pilsner, um, or like a Hellas lager or something with a little bit of, um, you know, spice to it or something that's got good flavor to it. Um, but also is crisp, clean, uh, Kolsch is another one that always kind of hits the spot when it's warm out or when you want to, uh, just kind of kick back and relax and not have something go to your head too quickly. Yeah, that's another one of those things you got to be just have to be mindful of as you're out, you know, uh, you know, the the UV rays contact with the skin, high alcohol volume beers uh, do not make a good pair. Um, And I think that's why I I would have a tendency to agree with you, the lower lower alcohol volume IPA or, you know, like I'm thinking now we're heading on vacation next week and I can imagine myself drinking a lager on the beach. So. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's always nice to to and, and you know there, I think there's always the the right beer for the for everybody in the right circumstance whether it's at the beach um, whether it's you know smoking meat on your back porch when it's snowing out you know that certainly calls for a totally different beer but you know if I'm sitting by the pool by myself I want something that's just kind of crushable but it's not going to crush me because if I stand up and want to want to move scenery I'm not going to fall in the pool yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> hard to explain that one what happened i'd rather not say yeah yeah i'm not gonna not gonna go there um well that's cool i think we um we provided a pretty good survival list for yeah. um for doing those beer festivals uh went over a little bit of what we kind of uh enjoy at least by the by a body of water whether it's the lake whether it's the beach especially on a warm day um, looks like our next stop is, uh, I'm kind of excited about this. We're going to record at a local coffee shop, uh, here in Peoria and talk to their, uh, their owner and then the roaster of the beans that they, uh, get in. So, uh, we're going to dive into a little bit more of the provision side of this podcast. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make that one. Um, but I am excited to tune into that one myself as I'm just now, uh, starting to become a bit of a pretentious coffee drinker myself. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hear from, from them and just get a little bit of a dive into the craft side of the coffee industry. Yeah. And I, fun. and I think that there's no, um, 
not a lot of differences in the way you can kind of approach that. There's like, there's different roasting methods or different brewing methods. There's um, different kinds and different regions that taste different. And um, obviously, you know, myself, I love a little uh, coffee adjunct in a stout. So I'm really interested to kind of get a little bit more background on that because I know there's a lot of different ways that you can incorporate coffee in a beer. I guess not even just a stout. I've had IPAs that are kind of, you know, adjuncted yeah. with coffee. So it'll be really interesting. It'll be kind of fun to be um, with a local place and supporting local uh, uh, people down here. Yeah, that'll be fun. Looking cool, forward man. to hearing from it. All right. Well, we're going to sign off. Uh, it's been a treat. Um, Fireside Chats uh, uh, will continue. So uh, we'll make sure that uh, we make these at least semi-regular. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. All right. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. Uh, again, look for us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, also um, on the Hopped Up Network, Network, where you can find all of our episodes, including um, other platforms such as iTunes, Podbean, and now Google Play. Cheers. Cheers.